you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hey everyone, this is your host, Susan, and I have a special guest today, and it is Dr. Aaron Hartman. And Dr. Hartman is, has, hmm, I'm not doing real well this morning. Okay. Dr. Hartman had a journey with functional medicine, which started when he and his wife adopted their first daughter from foster care. She has cerebral palsy, if I could talk, and countless dietary issues. They went from specialist to specialist, and even as a physician, he felt let down and confused. His daughter's health struggles forced him to confront an uncomfortable realization our current health care system doesn't have all the answers. I think we all know that. His wife, however, refused to give up hope. She ultimately pointed him to functional medicine, and his daughter and other two kids began to thrive. After years in family practice, he felt called to make a dramatic shift, and he now helps patients identify leverage points in key areas of their lifestyle and health that harness their body's remarkable power to heal and begin living the vibrant life they deserve. He has become the go-to doctor for difficult and hard cases in Central Virginia. That's interesting. As a clinical researcher, Dr. Hartman has been involved with over 60 clinical studies, and he is the founder of the Virginia Research Center and currently is serving as an assistant clinical professor of family medicine at the VCU School of Medicine. And in 2016, he founded Richmond Integrative and Functional Medicine. Okay, and VCU is Virginia? Virginia Commonwealth University. So it's the Medical College of Virginia at the Virginia Commonwealth University. It's kind of this really long kind of thing, so. Yeah, it's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the big three medical schools in Virginia, so. Ah, got it. Okay. Okay, great. Great. So just out of curiosity, are you actually from Virginia or are you from somewhere else? I'm from Virginia originally. I'm from okay. over on the other side of the mountains and then just moved to Richmond um, in high school and then did my education here. Then did I was in the military for a while, so traveled around with the military for a while, and just kind of came back um, in 2007. So, oh, great, great, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I've been to Virginia a couple of times. I used to do a lot of traveling in one of my one of my previous incarnations as a as a uh, a business person. Gotcha. <laughs> um. So yeah. So welcome and. Um, I really, how can I say, I really appreciate the fact that there are more and more people getting into integrative medicine. Um, my, my background health-wise was kind of similar in that it's on a personal basis, obviously, but um, had developed a lot of um, issues which turned out primarily actually to be dietary issues. Um, I, I developed all the um, analogy to, to wheat and to dairy and all the usual, um, but it was, I was eating so much of it that I was allergic to like half of what I was eating, right? Because my whole body yeah. was in, inflamed. Um, and um, I luckily actually um, had, was going to an allergist who, who said, you know, okay, well here we, we, did a, we did a challenge diet, found out all the different things. And he said, 
okay, you're on your own now. I can't do anything for you. You just got to stay away from all of that and you'll be fine. <laughs> Look with that, yeah. right? Huh? Yeah, good yeah. luck with that, right? Just like avoid all gluten. It's like it's in everything. Well, especially then. I mean, we're talking about holy shit, when was that? Um let's see. I was in my <clears throat> 30 years ago. There wasn't integrative medicine was not a, a popular term at the time. <laughs> yeah. Only strange people got integrative medicine and it was really woo-woo and only people that are kind of a little, little flaky and now it's actually the cutting edge kind of thing. So Yes, 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 yes. It's been kind of fun to watch the the change. Um, but but anyways, you know, a regular allergist would have given me a whole bunch of allergy medicine and sent me away and had me come back for shots because that's what my mother did for many years. <laughs> Um, so I, I knew, I knew the story <laughs> I didn't want to play it. Um, but anyway, so I can, I can appreciate, um, what you went through, especially with your daughter. My goodness, that's, yeah. um, little kids don't understand what, what's going on with life. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about um, about your your practice and the the kinds of things that you're seeing and and um, you know a little bit about how um, how you've seen medicine change even you know well in the field of integrative functional medicine there there are different ways of looking at similar stuff. Integrative medicine tends to look more at alternative um, therapies, and functional medicine is more looking at root calls. And so they kind of marry very nicely together. So you have you, know, you can have different modalities and therapies you can use, but you're also looking for like what the actual root cause of stuff is. And so you know as we as as we age, we're seeing this thing called inflammaging, which is aging induced inflammation is a big cause of a lot of chronic illnesses, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, neurological disease, Alzheimer's, the whole host of things. And so what's happened is it's kind of gone from a a a like you have this acute illness, here are your acute treatments, you know, which was the acute care model, which worked when infections were the number one cause of death. You know, when you get pneumonia and yeah. you die, or you get a UTI and you die, like that's, that was revolutionary. But now when chronic health issues are the, you know, cardiovascular disease, cancer, immune diseases, these are the big, the big killers now. Um, all of a sudden, these underlying things like inflammation, like diet, we're realizing the, the role of diet in causing inflammation. You know, diet as a as a means through which you can get toxins into your body or nutrients to help detoxify your body. The idea of the environment, environmental medicine is part of the functional medicine stuff. You know, we have chronic illnesses like Alzheimer's, you know, realizing that air quality pollution actually is, is part of the lung inflammation that then turns into brain inflammation that you see happening more in places that have a, a lot of petroleum products being burnt, i.e. gas, big cities. And that's data from NOAA, which is the, the people who track, you know, hurricanes and stuff. They, they've actually shown there's a correlation with air microparticulates and your risk for heart disease as well as Alzheimer's. And so mm. what's happening now is like there's this momentum shift to away from simply coming to the physician as the expert, here are your expert treatments. So like, how can you guide the patient with their health to realize that maybe the mold in their house is related with some of their cognitive issues and autoimmune issues maybe their diet you know gluten you mentioned wheat you know gluten um it's not just inflammation from gluten it's also the glyphosate roundup that comes yes. with it it's yes. also the fact that when we ferment it we do three-hour ferments not 24-hour ferments and the ferments are single fungal saccharomyces cerevisiae single mm -hmm. you know, brewer's yeast versus actually being hundreds of different kinds of bacteria fermenting the wheat all of a sudden it's changing all the food chemistry you put emulsifiers actually in the wheat so that it, it looks uniform where the emulsifiers emulsify your gut lining, which sets you up for gut-based inflammation. So all of a sudden realizing that at the root for a lot of chronic illnesses are basic, simple things, diet, exercise, sleep, um, really, you know, really stress reduction, relationship stuff. And that's, that's kind of, the, those are the foundations of functional medicine. We look at these things scientifically and say, hey, if you're older and you're not sleeping enough, that's going to affect your ability to form new memories. Do you want to form new memories? Yeah. So then you got to get enough REM sleep, right? Sleep apnea, which is something that's crazy, crazy overlooked. I see all the time. Incredibly common. You know, any new patient with new diagnosis, neurological issues, 
new heart failure, new AFib. Um, I'm, I'm testing them for sleep apnea and over 50% of the time, they're positive. And so some of this integrative stuff is just realizing rare things actually aren't that rare if you look for them. And so that's kind of like all the different tools in my toolkit and things that I kind of mm -hmm. I'm using in my clinic and realizing things like hypermobility, sleep apnea. And, and people over 50, you know, people, it's interesting, 40% of people over 65 are deficient in zinc. You know, one of the things I'm seeing commonly in older populations of B vitamin deficiencies, you know, it's, it's uncommon to check a homocysteine level in someone over 65 and have it be normal. And that means you have functional wow. folic acid deficiency, which plays into DNA repair. It plays into um, methylation, which is one of the ways your body cuts on and off DNA. And these are really super basic things. And as you get older, you make less stomach acid, which sets you up for more other B vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies. And these things are largely... Um, addressable, even vitamin D, you know, if you're over 50, yeah, I can was, unless you're like supplementing a lot or you like live outside, your D levels are low and low D has been associated with increased risk for neurological issues, prostate cancer, colon cancer, breast cancer, immune issues. And it's a pretty easy thing to check for and fix. And so some of these things that are like cutting edge are just basic nutritional medicine, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh no, ab Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can check off a lot of those things as you're going through them. <laughs> They're common. Common things are common, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I started um, I started supplementing with hydrochloric acid um, probably 10 years ago. You know, just. Yeah, I know. Because I think I think one of the things that particularly if you did, and it's a, actually, that's a, a perfect example is that um, so many times people's stomach starts bothering them and it's not because they have too much acid. It's because they don't have enough. And yeah. the, the general doctors say, Oh yeah, you know, take, take these, these digestive things, right. That, that, that will get rid of the acid. It's like, well, no, I don't want to get rid of the acid. <laughs> Oh, I need what's more. Oh, what happens is you have a low stomach acid, food going through your stomach slows down. So you get delayed yeah. gastric emptying because your body wants to digest the food, right? So it's, it's, it's holds yeah. on to it a little more. So you're circling reflux now, That's which right. is the heartburn. Let's treat that with an antacid medication, yeah. which makes the underlying issue worse. And it's interesting if you look at the data with um, the PPIs are called, you know, using uh -huh. those is associated with increased risk for pneumonia, kidney uh -huh. issues peripheral neuropathy, B vitamin deficiencies, Alzheimer's. There's a whole yeah. slew of things. And it's like, if you're older, do you want a risk for any of those? And the answer is, yeah. of course, not. you want to address the underlying diet issue. You know, maybe it means you should eat, you know, twice a day, not five times a day. Maybe it means you remove processed foods. Maybe it means you don't eat two hours before you go to bed. You know, do these kind of changes. Don't take a medication that allows you to keep on do eating whatever you want to eat, however you want to eat. And ignore your body's um, warning, you know, warning signals. That's what those are. The warning signals, like, hey, something's yeah. going on. Let's address it and not ignore it. Yeah. Oh no. Totally. Totally. And I and and I think you know, as you say, it it leads into so many other deficiencies, right? Because if you're not digesting your food well enough, even if you take supplements, thinking you're going to help, you're not digesting those either. You know, so it's um, and and it does. It definitely does get get worse as the older the older you get. Yeah, I so. can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, so what other kinds of um, of things are you kind of on the lookout for? You know, we were talking about the the air quality and stuff, and and I can appreciate that. I live out in California. And, Every morning I check the airnow.gov and see what the air quality is because we've got all this smoke in the, you know. So, you know, do we go out for our walk today or not? Well, I mean, with this, people talk about air, outdoor air quality a lot. But the, but the thing about it is, like, if you live in a building that's energy efficient, it actually concentrates yeah. um, particles from the outside. They come in your house and then basically build up, build up. And so, uh -huh. you know, having an indoor HEPA filter is a simple, easy way to remove 99.97% uh -huh. 
of all those particulates that build up in your house. If you have carpet, dust, you know, people don't realize that the furniture degradates. Yeah, if you have dust, you have any dust in your house, right? You know, that's amazing with my HEPA filters with the, uh, just to see every couple of weeks, I clean them off to see what I'm pulling out of the air, you know, Uh Um, water quality is a big, big deal. 20% of all the nation's municipalities has, have arsenic in the water. You know, arsenic is the number one um, environmental heavy metal toxin, according to the U.S. Um, ATSDR, which is part of the EPA for food, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that, it's like, wait a second, the number one, no one ever talks about that. And it's pretty common in city municipalities, you know, um, food quality is a big deal. You know, people don't realize that, you know, get eating processed foods, you know, all these processed fat, and this is a big, big deal, particularly as you get older, consuming partially plasticized oils, oh, yeah. people, you know, think about, you know, oil, that I hydrogenate, I partially, I partially solidify it. I turn that into margarine. I turn that into a hydrogenated vegetable oil. What do you think that does to your brain? What do you think that does to your hormone, your hormones? You mentioned menopause. Well, your, your hormones actually are built on a cholesterol molecule. If that cholesterol molecule is faulty from eating basically rancid fats, how's that going to affect your hormones? And the answer is it, it affects your risk for infections, it affects your hormonal health, it affects your neurological health. And so all of a sudden now, it's not just clean air and clean water, it's clean food, yeah. you know? Yeah. And these are some super basic things that, you know, um, it's so funny, I don't know if you've ever read Rachel Carson's Silent Spring, it was written back in the 50s and 60s. And like, I'm thinking, I'm reading that book, I'm like, this was written over half a century ago. Like, like this was written a long time ago. It was, it just has been a big deal for a while, not just yeah. recently, you know? And uh-huh. um, people are still trying to, people are just now starting to come around to the idea, wait a second, is this the reason we're seeing all these kids with peanut allergies? Is this the reason all immune diseases on the rise? Is this the reason neurological diseases on the rise and cancers? You know, that they're now to my decreasing screening for colon cancer to 40 because it's getting so common now. Like yeah. Yeah. literally what's in the food, water, air that's making all these uncommon things the new normal. You know, one in two Americans will get cancer in their lifetime. In 1900, that number was one in a hundred. You know, what's... You can argue we're aging, but you can't argue a hundred fold increase yeah. by adding on 20 years of life expectancy. That, that, that's bad math, right? And so yeah. that's where a lot of these, these basic concepts and in the integrative world, right, need to become more mainstream if we, were, if, we're trying to, if we want to deal with a lot of these chronic health issues that are getting worse as we age as a population. Yes, 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 absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me, absolutely. That's, um, I know my husband and I are, are both of us have been eating organic even before we got together and we've been together for over 30 years. So, um, and I guess we're also pretty lucky living in California because California has always been kind of the, the the starting place for a lot of these more healthy kinds of things. I know we have a, 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 an airy fairy kind of reputation, but (laughs) um but so we we eat all organic as as much as we can you know sometimes it's just not possible and then we pick and choose things um so the the environmental working group they're clean 15 dirty dozen yes it's like you know does you know do your strawberries need to be organic absolutely yeah there's some there's some things that have to be yes yeah does your cabbage have to be organic? Actually, no, it doesn't. So that's where kind of knowing what where you're going to spend mm-hmm. your spend the extra money on to get high quality right. stuff, and what stuff just doesn't spray because they don't have to. Yes, yes. In fact, I did a podcast quite a while ago, going through that whole clean, yeah. dirty and clean fifteen. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, it's it's and it actually is pretty amazing because there is so much more information out there for people. Yeah. You know, just when we started doing this, you know, how, you know, 2005, six, seven, you know, we had to figure everything out on our own. You know, when we adopted yeah. our son, our, our third kid, we, at that point in time, we were enough into, we started making homemade formula for him. And so we had to source the, the raw milk, whatever it was and the, the stuff. And now it's like so easy to do. And um, 10, 11 years ago, it was like, you know, it was quiet. I'm not getting, I'm getting contraband raw milk. And oh my gosh, you know, we're going to poison our child, you know, and his eczema went away and his asthma, because we, we got him, we were six months old and uh-huh. we changed what he was eating within three to four months, his eczema and asthma were gone, you know? Yeah. And so um, it was just kind of 
it's just amazing what real food your body wants to heal one of the one of the principles in, in naturopathic and functional medicine is that if you take away the things your body doesn't need and give it the things your body does need it tends to want to self-heal and self-repair and you just kind of let it do it's it's made amazingly well just mm -hmm. remove the junk put in the right stuff and it'll, it tends to repair it tends to fix itself it tends to go back towards whatever it's normal for that age might uh -huh. be and that's where i think just using food as a drug mm. using clean water mineral water you know having mineral water that has lots of trace minerals in it is really important for cellular function for kidney function you know um uh. water quality is a big deal you know yeah yeah oh no absolutely absolutely yeah, that's why we um we actually get bottled water which you know and we researched which ones had the best yeah. uh <laughs> you gotta got do like a 20 i think 25 percent of bottled water, water comes from some city municipality so you gotta make sure you research it and make sure it's not yes coming from some place they the faucet in detroit yes. and they ship it to california you know yes 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 exactly yeah yeah no we i did that yeah i always do all the research around here but um <laughs> that's okay i don't mind do it, right? yeah well it's interesting at least I find it interesting. It's interesting, but it's also kind of like sometimes it's like, you know, do you really Gary? do you want to unknow what you know? But then it's like, well, but if you're gonna do something about it, then you really want to know. If you're someone who's gonna fret and stress, then it's better probably not to know. But if you're someone who's gonna take it and change uh -huh. stuff, then you absolutely want to know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a very that's a very good point. So for for older people, we were talking about a lot of the B vitamins that people are are missing are not having good levels of put that way. Yeah. Um, do you, when you are dealing with people who are older and, you know, like we were talking about stomach acid and all those kinds of things, um, do you use a lot of supplements? Do you, um, do you try and do food first or what is your usual process? I mean, supplements by, by definition, supplement. Right. So there's something, all the essentials, you know, you can live without supplements. You can't live without food. You can't yeah. live without water. So it's kind of keeping yeah. things in check. But then the reality is, unfortunately, today's environment with the toxins, in the environment with the stressors, with all these things, we all we all lack something. You know, if you look at the U.S. Um, RDA information, it, anywhere from 40 to 60 percent of Americans will be deficient in one B vitamin. So you look at, you know, B1, B2, niacin, pyridoxine, B12, folic acid, you put them all together, we're all deficient, probably at least a couple of those. If you look at, you know, 84% of people with skin of color and 60% of people over 65 have low vitamin D levels. You know, so vitamin C is something our body is supposed to recycle, but a lot of us have deficient enzymes to recycle vitamin C. Um, Omega-3 is a lot, a lot of actually, a lot of us, only about 10% of us convert ALA, which is the base omega-3 into epa which is the one you get in fish world mm -hmm. we kind of sort of need to supplement because just because of the environment because of the situation we're in you know and so it's finding those most critical things you know for the you know the b your b vitamins your fat soluble vitamins which are a d e and k and people forget that with vitamin d for bone health if you don't have the right amounts of vitamin k you actually won't get you won't get calcium into bones it gets stuck in tissues and so it's interesting the data on just putting in k in your diet minimizes calcification in your arteries and my thing about it is in nature a d e and k come together they don't come separate in a pill a d pill you know and so um so like your b complex your fat soluble vitamins um i usually have some kind of a good multi that has trace minerals because mm -hmm. if you look at zinc and selenium and iodide and manganese you know we're tip you know 40 of americans are deficient in magnesium i mean that's like a super basic kind of yeah. nutrients so so i have a few basic a multi a fat soluble vitamin b complex um you know um an omega-3 of some sort unless you eat uh -huh. fish like three or fatty you know three times a week yeah and then some kind of probiotic unless you consume a lot of fermented foods these are like the basic things that we all kind of sort of need unless we're eating lots of fermented foods unless we're eating a lot you know 30 percent of all meat consumption before world war ii is organ meat what are organ meats rich in? Fat soluble vitamins, trace minerals, right? Yeah. Liver is the best source for um, vitamin A as well as your B vitamins, B12, right? We don't, and after World War II, we removed all this stuff from our diet. So unless you're going back to like the quote unquote basics and eating a lot of organ meat, which 
it's kind of hard to do because you got to source it, right? It's got to be clean, you know, but you probably do need to supplement with something to make up mm. that difference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I know. Um, and I, and I noticed that you did not include calcium in there, <clears throat> which, you know, I, it's, I'm always so, so amazed. I'll go to the doctor. Um, I actually, um, broke my collarbone only bone my whole life I ever broke. And I did it when I was 65 years old. Um, and the, the orthopedist said, well, are you taking a lot of calcium? I said, no, I don't take calcium. I take minerals. And, and he shut up. <laughs> What's well, interesting, the, 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 um, the USPFTF, which is the United States big preventive health task force, Changed about three years ago, the recommendation not to recommend calcium in general for women, because the literature is clear. If you take a lot of calcium, and this is where the whole K fat soluble thing comes into play. That's right. If you, calcium is a mineral, it's a a metal, it's a metal, right? It's when you're fancy, you know, if you eat a lot of it and you don't have all the right nutrition in place, it gets in your blood. What's your body do with it? It tries to store it in your arteries, waiting for the calcium to stop so you can pee out the excess, right? Uh, well, that never stops. You get these little, you know, bone cells, you get these little plaques. And every time you get calcification to build up and you realize, wait a second, just consuming large amounts of calcium by itself actually can be harmful, not helpful. Right. And another thing to think about with your bones is your bones are actually an alkaline sink for your body's metabolism. Uh-huh. But that means it's, it's your basic alkaline minerals, right? Are in your bone, uh-huh. right? And so when you eat an acidic diet, lots of grains, lots of soda pop, phosphoric acid, right? Your body uses your bones as a, ba- a sink, a balance for those acidic things. And so all of a sudden, you know, part of this whole osteoporosis thing is not just, you know, aging women and hormones. It's like, well, how much acidic foods, grains, um, sugars, these things that are acidifying that your body's trying to balance, how much of your bone loss is your body trying to protect yourself against what you're eating, Right. And the answer is a fair amount, you know, um, uh-huh. and you can do things, you can do things like alkalinize your urine, consume trace minerals, uh-huh. consume things like that. And like, check your urine, oh, my urine's alkaline. And now, you know, you're actually in that positive anabolic metabolism to actually help with tissue repair versus being acidic, which most Americans are acidic because of our diets are lots of meat and lots of carbs. And, sugar. Yeah. and these things are very bad for bone. And that, as you get older, you want to maximize bone health right which means yeah. all these trace minerals you gotta get the right ratios of strontium right you need yeah. strontium for your bones who talks about strontium right and the answer is you, you google strontium and bone health you'll see all kinds of stuff pop up yes it's a trace yes. mineral you get from eating either drinking you know mineral lots of mineral water or mm-hmm. um eating organ meat animals that's concentrated or even bone broth i'm a big proponent of bone broth because mm-hmm. you're basically taking an animal concentrate these bone minerals for you you right. boil it, extract them, and then use it to make whatever soups mm-hmm. and things you do. I mean, back in the day, a boiling thing of bones was a common thing in a house, right? Yeah. Now it's an oddity. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. It. Yeah. I. I don't do bone broth. It doesn't agree with me particularly. So, yeah. unfortunately, you- I've tried it. I've tried it. Even you know, starting with little bits. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> get, your, get your trace minerals from somewhere else then right yeah no that's what i do i do i take i take up you know those those kinds that 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 dissolve if you leave them out in the air very long <laughs> okay. but um yeah um so um there's something else i was just gonna ask you oh i of course so um <laughs> rain fog <laughs> that's that's something that that um i know i have um i don't say i wouldn't say quite a bit but i have the vocabulary thing you know where it takes the, yeah. if i wait if i wait a couple of minutes the word will come to me okay <laughs> so i'm just wondering you know and that i i know that part of that was because i had a a, a there was a time period, let's say, where I was working full time and I was very stressed and I was taking care of my 90 something mother who was 
making multiple trips to the emergency room in the middle of the night and, you know, and, and all the stress of having to do with her. Um, and, and it was like, it didn't, it, my brain didn't quite go crazy right at the time. It actually took a little bit longer, took a few more years before it actually started because I eat very healthfully and I take a lot of supplements and all this kind of stuff. But what, what sorts of things, and I'm not asking for a prescription for me, I'm just saying that, that I hear a lot about that. I see a lot of things in the, in the magazines and all of these other things. What, mm. you know, what should people be on the lookout for? What, what sorts of, how can they adjust their diet or, or I don't know. Well, that's where I think it's kind of difficult. That's where it's yeah. kind of difficult because brain fog is a very nondescript term. Like it's kind yeah, of, I know. we're finding, could that be the beginning of Alzheimer's disease? It could just be that you've been stressed and have some nutrient deficiencies, right? How do you figure that out? And so that's where you're working with someone that can actually individualize that, you know, mm. for example, someone you're in, who's a little older, do you have any silver fillings in your mouth? You know, mercury is a, is a big neurotoxin. Right. People don't realize those silver fillings that they had for 20 years, yeah. did they actually get that mercury out of the system? You know, if you're a little taller, you look kind of taller in your picture, but it's interesting how your body's, maybe it's, I don't know. Medium, so. five, five, yeah. five. Four. Okay, so well, sleep apnea is a really common thing with memory issues. I mentioned earlier on. Yes. Um, yes. Nutrient deficiency. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, then treating that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah. Um, and then you look at sleep itself. Like, are you actually getting REM sleep? Actually, do, you know, I've, I've got this ring called an aura ring. It measures oh, yeah. my it measures my my sleep wake cycles, on my body temperature. Am I actually getting quality sleep when I'm in bed? You know, if I'm in bed uh-huh. for eight hours. Am I sleeping eight hours? Am I sleeping five hours? Right. Yeah. Um, getting nutrient testing for your fat, you know, for fatty acids, are your omega threes and omega sixes balanced with your saturated fats? Do you have a lot of very long chain fatty acids in your cells? These are all things that are going to affect neurological function. Mm. And then it's like, you know, if someone's seen me, I, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dr. Dale Bredenson. Oh He's yeah. Neuro- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he, lives, he lives, he lives here in Northern California where I live. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm one of the physicians yeah. that trained his protocol. And it's kind of like ah, okay. when someone comes in, I'm looking for markers for inflammation, like homocysteine, markers for prediabetes, which are incredibly common, you know, looking for toxic markers with metals, nutrient deficiencies. And then that part three, like the mold and lime and all those kind of things. It's interesting, some of the data with people with memory issues, actually up to 80% having spirochetes and brain biopsies, which are basically, they're, they're, that's like the lime is in the spirochete family, but also a lot of oral dental issues, periodontal issues are actually driven by spirochetes in your mouth. There's a direct correlation with oral health and mental uh-huh. health, you know, particularly when you're a little older as well. Um, uh-huh. you know, do you have a history of old concussions? You know, you can maybe have a concussion playing a sport in your 20 or 30, and you get this post-traumatic encephalopathy that can slow, it speeds up the aging process in your brain. Yeah. If that's the case, can you slow that down? And then there's... Um, yeah vascular dementia which kind of rolls into some of the cardiovascular stuff and so that's kind of the way i look at someone like mm-hmm. who has these kind of things and just and it's amazing you, you if you just have this paradigm this this mechanistic way to look through stuff based on the literature and the data yeah. and a lot of research from the ifm and different experts and then from dr brenson and other neurologists and stuff yeah. and just it's amazing everybody's got something that needs work on I, I never i never see someone who doesn't have something who needs work on you know uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah, well, uh, yeah, especially if they're not working with someone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm 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 doing a lot of stuff for myself, and I do a lot of reading on all of this, yeah. and I have both of Dr. Bredesen's books. Um, yeah. And um, but I have the books, and I can't necessarily. I mean, I can go through his program. He's got yeah one, which I have thought about doing, um, but. But for the normal person out there, you know, you read the books and you're like, well, how do I get this? You know, I'll talk to my doctor who I won't mention what organization, medical organization I, I belong to, a very large one. Um, I can't even get my, I have a new doctor I actually just changed oh. again. Um, she wouldn't, I was getting my blood, my blood tested you know my annual annual physical kind of thing and the only thing she'd look at is is my um um 
see now I'm losing the, the words. Um, for, um, anyways, it'll come to me. There were like only like two things she checked for. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're in California, and I, like, I know the. Sorry. If you're, if you're in Northern California, I know exactly which hospital system that you're a part of. It begins with a K. Uh, it does. Yes. That's yeah, it. So, That's the um, one. But, but it's like you, you have that you have that phenomenon when people talk about evidence-based medicine. They don't realize what you're talking about is committee or consensus-based practice of medicine. And so you get a room of you know 50 really smart people. What can we agree on? And you're going to agree on the most basic things that yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like almost like the whole thing with all the vitamin D with COVID, right? That's right. You know, yeah. At never any point in time did you ever hear from at a national level, vitamin D is important, zinc is important. But then when the people interviewed individually, they're all taking zinc and C and this stuff. And you're like, wait a second, you're supposed to be, you're making these recommendations that don't include what you actually personally are doing. And yeah. that, that, that's, that's the common disconnect when you look at the level of these big organizations, they're giving you the lowest hanging fruit. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the analogy I give people, you know, two analogies. One is that it took us about 50 years and 7,000 research articles before the Surgeon General of the United States said that, guess what? Smoking causes yes. lung cancer, you know? Yeah. yeah Ignaz Simmelweis, he's, he's a guy, he's a German physician in the mid-1800s, yes. lost yep. his career, was called insane, kicked out of the medical system, jailed, because back then you, you put crazy people in jail, right? That's right. Why? Why? Because he had this crazy idea that little bugs, microscopic, so small, would be yeah. on the hands of German aristocratic physicians. Oh my gosh, you are you appall us. We're going to kick you out of our society. He died. He he lost everything because he wanted people to wash their hands. That's right. Be between doing all all autopsies in the basement and delivering babies, and his That's hospital. Right. Think about it. His hospital women were not dying. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was like a big deal, and he lost everything because of this crazy thing called hand washing. That's and right. that, that phenomenon still happened. My thing is, what's the modern-day hand washing? What's the modern-day yeah. smoking? What's the thing we're doing now that everybody is the standard of care that 20 years from now, we're going to go, you know what, Susan, can you believe we used to do that back in 2021? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was it? You know? And I, I have some, some, some things I think are the case, but, you know, point yeah. is, like, there's, 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 Known unknowns and unknown unknowns. And in medicine, the problem, we're really bad with potential unknowns. So we say, well, if I, I've never heard of that before. It can't be right. It must be, it must be, mal, it must be, you know, malpractice. It must be quackery. That's quackery. Cause I've never read that before. I'm like, that's a little pretentious in my mind. And I've, I've, let, I've read enough and learned enough and practiced in enough places around the world to realize that um, there's, there's way more that I don't know than I do know. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And particularly, you know, just with all of the folk medicine, right, that that we're keeping that was keeping people healthy for hundreds of years. And, you know, until the intellectual people came in and started telling them, no, 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 that doesn't work. It's like, what do you mean that doesn't work? <laughs> My whole family's done that. Yeah. Well, it's just the idea of like, why does it have to be either or? Why is it either? Yeah natural medicine or conventional medicine why can't if you get pneumonia take an antibiotic if you yeah. have a heart attack and you can't breathe go get a stem put in but you want to know what after that you need to work on a bunch of stuff that there are drugs for right and so why can't we combine right. you know traditional medicine that has data behind it which is kind of one of the things functional medicine does look at some of the healing stress reduction i mean stress is one of the top five key pillars mm. in health in the functional medicine paradigm and you look at massage, you look at acupuncture, you look at all these mm -hmm. body modalities that actually help mm -hmm. balance your autonomic nervous system. You know, you yeah. know, it's it's amazing how much stress induces illness um, in our country. There's an interesting book I was finished reading called Cured. It's actually written by a psychiatrist mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. at, at Harvard. And he looks at stress as one of the things, stress reduction is one of the things behind people with uncurable illnesses actually going to remission stress being a big, big leverage part of that. And I'm like, you're a psychiatrist up at, you know, Harvard, top, one of the top places in the world. Like maybe, you know, something, right. And you talk about that to, to, to regular folk and they're like, oh, stress doesn't make a difference. Diet doesn't make a difference. You know, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I agree. I mean, even hell, just getting up and going out for a walk. <sighs> Excuse me. Uh-huh. You know, just just starting with something like that, 
you know, for people is, is oh, yeah. huge. And, I mean, and particularly, just... yeah, and particularly right now, right? Because so many people still haven't gone out. I mean, I know we aren't, <laughs> we still spend a lot of time at home. All right. We're, yeah. we're fortunate. We live, we have a little farm outside of Richmond. So we've got like a little 23 acre uh, thing with our animals and our cows and bees uh-huh. and stuff. And oh, so that's it's nice. like, so we just kind of go outside and take the dogs for a walk and go down a little trail. And that's kind of yeah. nice. I can't imagine if I was like in a big city where it's like you're stuck in an apartment for. Oh yeah. No, I can't imagine that yeah. either. Yeah. That talk about bad air. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 We just, we go for a walk every morning in fact after we get through here i'm gonna go my husband will get have gotten up and we'll go out for our walk and there we go awesome <laughs> so um yeah yeah it's um it you know sometimes it's it's actually it's it's really kind of scary how little people it's more it uh, rephrase this i think it it is better now than it was, you know, and it's getting better all the time as far as people becoming more aware of how what you eat affects your body, yeah. how what you do, um, your exercise, reading, you know, as opposed to spending all the time watching television or, yeah. um, you know, those, those sorts of things. I think I've seen a big difference, you know, just in my lifetime. Yeah. of of changes um but there seems like there's still so much more so much more to go <laughs> yeah well i think it's just it's almost like the part of messaging is if this was that important then you know the u.s the the, the food and drug administration the epa these organizations would be making it if it was that important wouldn't they be telling this to me right and that's where i think you know um, I tend to be more individualistic minded, you know, I, I tend to encourage medical freedom and encourage freedom of thought. And, and if that's like your bent, then it's like, look, you know, the, the, the cutting edge stuff is never, it's, it's never hidden, but it's never in plain view either, right? Yeah. It's not so, so obscure that no one can find it, but it's not there that any, you know, wanderer is going to like right, come right across and I mean, what they're looking at, right? And that's mm-hmm. where if you're really looking for health, it would there's tons of information out there, but I think one of the things I've done on my website and like with the reading list and all, all the resources mm-hmm. from my website, yeah. one, one of the, one of the um, concepts is, is that, you know, half of all chronic disease in our country can be directly related to eating processed foods. According to Harvard School of Public Health, 80% of heart disease and 70% of cancer can be prevented by diet and lifestyle alone. And, and so in my mind, what that means is most things that can benefit your health have to do with you, not with me. And so just yeah. learning these basic tenets, how can you get some basic supplementation? Got that for you. How can you, you want to, you want to institute like a detox food plan or a, a paleo yeah. or elimination diet? Here's some resources for you. You want to read more about this. Here's a, here's a reading book list, you know, giving people resources to self-educate because ultimately this is the educated consumer, the educated individuals, a person who's going to make changes in their life mm-hmm. for the better. And, you know, I can, you can come to my office and I see you, I talk to you for 10 minutes because that's all you get with your insurance, right? You know, if that, you know, I can't really delve into like the difference between healthy fats and unhealthy fats, right? Yeah. People don't realize there are fats you need for health. Yeah. They still yeah. think there's some people are still stuck in this low fat mindset, you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see how obesity skyrocketed, cardiovascular disease skyrocketed as we pulled healthy fats out and placed them with processed fats and yes. processed carbs, you know? It's not, it's not a coincidence. There's a direct correlation with consumption of these rancid fats and these mm-hmm. processed carbs and, and neurological conditions and cardiovascular yeah. conditions and all immune conditions, you know, and these basic dietary things, anybody can, you know, I, know, I hear people say it's so hard to eat healthy, but it's like, well, I mean, as a kid growing up, we, I, I had this, this epiphany a couple of years ago, like I always hated our garden. I hated canning beans and I hated all the stuff we did as a kid growing up. But I realized the reason we did that, because we couldn't afford to go to the grocery store and buy the stuff. So we just grew it. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a value. My dad from growing up in West Virginia on a farm, it's like, you know, he, they didn't eat anything they couldn't catch or grow. And so uh-huh. that was something that I did as a kid. I didn't realize we were doing because we didn't have the money to buy the stuff. I thought yeah. I was doing because my dad was from West Virginia and that's just what they did over there. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, and growing stuff in your backyard is not super difficult or 
starting with something. People, everybody can start with something. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's where I kind of just encourage people um, just to start, pick something and start mm-hmm. with that, whether it's just maybe just getting, making sure your water's clean first. You know, maybe start there. That's a little simpler than, you know, the food part. Maybe you start through air, you know, mm-hmm. maybe start, but just pick one thing and work your way through it. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. You know, and, and if you don't have some place where you can grow your own food, you know, look, look around. There are so many farmers markets around now. Well, there's farmers markets, there's community, there's community gardens where you ever seen those yes. things where like people just go there, just like, yeah, that's right. Thing where any, anybody can grow stuff. Anybody wants to get pulled right in, plant some seeds. I'm like, I'm not sure yeah. how they work, but, but that's the idea behind their community um, garden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I think people just need to, um, well, it is, it's, it's kind of funny. I was going to say, I think people just need to start um, paying attention. Yeah. Right. Usually they'll, they, they drive from home to work and back home. You know, maybe there's one place they stop. They stop at the at their grocery store that they go to or something or, or whatever. Right. <clears throat> and things go on around them and they don't even realize you know, because they're yeah. thinking about something while they're driving. And um, if you letting people know that there are these things out there, whether it's farmer's markets or the community gardens or or any of those yeah. kinds of things, <clears throat> all of a sudden people will start seeing them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, um <clears throat> I did. I think if if nothing else, that's the that's the biggest thing I think for people to come away from with all of this is is to start paying more attention, you know, paying yeah. more attention to what what you're eating, to where where what's going on around you, where you're living, the water, the yeah. um, all those kinds of things. Don't just assume that somebody else is taking care of it. Yeah, because they're probably not. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. And and here in California, we we don't have much water, period. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's just crazy to imagine, like, I think economy-wise, California is like the fifth biggest economy in the world, or something like that, yeah. if you looked at it as a country. And it's just like, they have water issues. Like, we were actually out, um, my wife and I in California a couple of weeks ago, and it's like, oh, uh-huh. just lear- learning about it. Yeah, I was in the um, scene. It was just so crazy to be, to, to be in... Um, um, Palm Springs and then go to San Diego like just that that two-hour drive is like crazy hot to like amazing weather it's just the most bizarre yeah. thing you know for me and um but uh, just to find a way saying you're shipping water from like different states like you're taking your water in Bali, Bali and selling it and then shipping it from Colorado like that's that's kind of interesting yeah yeah well we haven't had we have well comparison um someone was saying that New York had all of that rain, right, from the the hurricane that went up. And then I don't remember whether it was half an hour or an hour. They got more rain than we here in Northern California got all of last year. Wow. Which we're talking like three inches. I mean, we're not talking about a lot of rain. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, we're all, we're all, you know conserving and um yeah it's scary it's scary we don't get any rain this this coming season at least where we live our water district will be out of water next um, by the end of the next year you know end of next the season so what will y'all, y'all do next year then will you, is there a way to get it that's a good it? question well we're all supposed to be cutting back and they're looking <laughs> at probably shouldn't be recording all this but um they're looking at different at different at different ways to um gotcha yeah don't don't even get me started on it <laughs> not happy yeah, i'll talk to you about it after i after i <laughs> after i stop the recording <laughs> anyways thank you thank you thank you very much lots of really good information um i know i have your um website links i will put all of that in the show notes if people are interested in getting in touch with you I was looking at your website. It's really interesting. And you have some sort of a membership kind yeah, of thing so, that's going on. So what have we done? Like, you know, my, my personal one-on-one practice, I'm booked out to March right now, which is like <laughs> six months from now. So yeah. and, and there's less than 2,000 people trained like I'm trained in the entire country. 
So the reality is, is even if you wanted like a one-on-one functional medicine person, it's going to be kind of hard unless, I mean, actually, I think like almost like a third of all the functional practitioners in the country on the West Coast. So, so some places you have more of them and some places there's like none of them. Right. So what I've kind of done is set up a community where it's like, I do courses in the community. I've got my nurse practitioner, health coaches in there to kind of decide this, this guided approach where it helps educate people, answer their questions in a curated fashion and and gives people quality information. I think it's one of the things that people don't know what's true anymore. You know, you hear about so much crazy stuff. It's like finding a reliable source of information Mm-hmm. education is put together by someone who's you know triple boarded um and all these yeah. different things and like and then allows individuals to kind of also ask their own personal questions within the uh-huh. confines of the community to get to get stuff answered to figure out their own health and then um so that's that and then there's okay. just all the free resources of people who are like you know do it yourself or then just kind of do it yourself um you know because you know, that's the thing about this is if you get a lot of information you research and study you can figure a lot out on your own it's just some people want right. to do it and you know, six months, not six yeah. years. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can appreciate that. That's, uh, that's my, um, my mother used to always refer to me as the doctor in the family because <laughs> I was the one who did all the, all the research and everything. There we go. <laughs> Which is why I started this podcast. <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. Yep, exactly. So, well, great. As I say, I will put I will put all the links in the um, in the show notes, and people can can reach out and find you. And um, and you know, I'll say I I did I didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I plan on it. Um, that that there was a lot of really good information yeah, great. on your Thanks website, and, and um, I I well I appreciate people doing that. I appreciate you know people having that intention to really um help people become healthy and yeah. and not having to go to the doctor every week for a shot yeah, we got we're, we're, we're good enough on business we don't need more we need people to start uh taking, <laughs> take take a little initiative take charge, their, take charge of their health yeah right take some initiative <laughs> yeah exactly yep yep i got it i got it so, okay. Well, thank you very much for uh, spending the time with us. And, okay, great. Thanks a lot, um, Susan. Thanks for inviting me on. Hopefully your audience found something useful out of this conversation. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I have a lot of people who, who like that, uh, that kind of information. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Sounds great. Okay. So I just want to say that, as I say at, at the end of all of these, this, this is not medical advice. Um, I am not a doctor. I know that Aaron is, but <clears throat> even so, this is not prescriptive or any of that. So please, if you are having any kind of medical issues, go see your own doctor or whatever seems appropriate to you. And that is it. I will talk to all of you here next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.